This is the Eye on Potatoes, brought to you by the National Potato Council. The Eye is the place to tune in for conversations with growers and thought leaders on advocacy, production, and all things potatoes. Now, here's your host, Lane Nordland. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to more conversations here on the Eye on Potatoes podcast. Lane Nordland with you, and we are approaching Potato Expo 2024. It's coming up here very, very soon, January 10th through the 11th, Austin, Texas, there in the state capital of Texas. We look forward to seeing so many of our friends from here in North America and across the world there in Austin, Texas. Again, just a reminder that registration is now open for Potato Expo, and uh, it is the largest annual gathering of international potato communities held in North America. And the programming, the speakers, it's just so outstanding. You can still register, and you can also make sure and uh, get your hotel rooms booked by just visiting potato expo. Dot com. Well, there is a lot of faces that attend Potato Expo every single year, and uh, we're catching up with one of those international guests that will be uh, joining us down in Austin here in, in just a few short weeks. Uh, we're joined today from the UK, Cedric Porter. He is the editor of World Potato Markets, which reports on potato and potato product prices, production and trade, and it is read by potato professionals worldwide. And he's also a director of a UK potato farm and the vice chairman of sustainability of a sustainability charity linking environment and farming or leaf and a member of the UK government's trade and agriculture commission, which examines post Brexit trade deals. Wow. That's a lot to fit into your, your intro there. You're a busy guy over there in the UK, but Cedric, how, how, how are things uh, this evening over in the UK today? Yeah, no, they, they're good. Yeah, a busy man, but always got time for potatoes. Um, <laughs> the it's actually we've, we're having some really bad uh, weather. We've, we've got it, it's been raining very, very hard. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of potato farmers still to uh, to lift their potatoes around about sort of 20, 25 percent of um, potatoes unlifted and harvested at the moment in the UK and, and into into the rest of Europe as well. So a bad end to the season this side of uh, this side of the pond. How far delayed do you think a majority of those uh, farmers are going to be this year? Well, some people are saying that it's going to be into December before they can even start. Um, uh, harvesting again uh, so that's yeah normally by Halloween people are more, more or less finished um, so it, it went in the, the crop went in it was one of the latest um, crops going in as well so it's been about three weeks late throughout the whole season uh, and this is as I say a bad end to the season it was a bad start to the season although the, the, the bit in between was 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 quite good and uh, of course, uh, your insight with your position there with uh, World Potato Markets, uh, I guess, what are some of those key things that you've been following here as of late on, on the global scale? I think, yeah, the production is one of the big issues at the moment. You go back to two, three years ago when we had the pandemic, when there was a massive hit on demand, of course, with uh, restaurants and things like that closing down. But it's switched remarkably switched I, I would say uh, the demand for um, product has come back potatoes and potato products has come racing back uh, and even with much much higher prices for for those finished products um, 
And it's now we're in a sort of a crisis of supply, if you like, uh, rather than a crisis of demand, which we had two or three years ago. Um, and this might be a sort of this is a more a sort of fundamental issue, I think, in terms of uh, getting the potatoes to 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 uh, satisfy that that global demand, which is very strong. And people people love potatoes and they want those potato products around the world. And Cedric, uh, as of course I, I mentioned at the beginning of our uh, program, we will be uh, attending Potato Expo coming up there January 10th through the 11th in Austin, Texas. And also I should mention our friends at Syngenta are a proud sponsor of the I Am Potatoes podcast. So we would just like to thank them for their continued support of the I Am Potatoes podcast. But uh, uh, Cedric, uh, you'll be attending uh, Potato Expo here this year. Uh, how many expos have you been to over the over the last few years? I've been coming for 10 years, so I've, I've, I haven't come to all of them. And of course, we had um, uh, one we missed with, with the pandemic. So I've been to seven or eight, but it, yeah, it's my 10th uh, anniversary, 10th year of coming to, to expos around the uh, around the US. Wonderful start to the year, just to, to, to put the whole sort of potatoes into perspective in the year. Now, I know in the past you have been one of the featured uh, speakers on, on the main stage at Expo, and uh, you will be presenting this year in, in some fashions. Uh, so for our friends that are going to be attending Expo that really want to get a glimpse of potatoes on the global scale, uh, uh, how will they be able to connect with you or, or uh, listen to some of your conversations? I'll be uh, speaking at the uh, Potato Business Summit on the first uh, day, which is organised by the Potato Growers of America and of Canada. Uh, so I'll be speaking there uh, and that first morning. That's always a really good sort of way of sort of setting up a lot of the issues. And then, you know, the conversations start flowing from there. Uh, I'm also um, presenting to a uh, Potatoes USA uh, seminar too. Uh, and, of course, a lot of those conversations just happened around the... Uh, the aisles and over lunch and over dinner and in the bars and uh, you know even the streets uh, streets of Austin, Texas. I remember last time we were in Austin, there were some uh, people just walking past and they saw and uh, just 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 passes by and they said, "Oh, it's a potato expo! It's a potato expo! I love potatoes! Oh, I open love potatoes!" So you know even people who are not in the potato industry want to be at that uh, at that show. No, we're we're looking forward to it. And Austin, of course, always rolls out the red carpet for, for meetings. And again, I mentioned it earlier, and I'll probably mention it a few more times. Get registered. Join us down in Austin there January 10th through the 11th. But, you know, we, we, we talked uh, just briefly about how uh, Harvest is going there in the U.K. and uh, just briefly on just the, the conditions across the world. But, you know, we, we really did see uh, our world change uh, uh, market-wise uh, with COVID-19. And, and as you judge the health of the market on the global scale, I guess, what are some of the, the key things that producers here in the U.S. should be maybe paying attention to? Because I know sometimes we we get focused on what's happening at our county and state level, but agriculture is a global community. Uh, what, what are some things that they should should be watching uh, here as we wrap up 23 and move into 2024? I think it is the, uh, the the pressure on supply has been a big issue, but and that demand for potatoes and potato products in, in particular is is really strong. So we've seen getting up for a sort of in some countries ten percent increase in exports of potato frozen uh, uh, fries in particular, 
Uh, and uh, that has been accompanied by a 30 to 40% increase in the price. So we are starting to see now some price resistance to that. Inevitably, uh, you get price rises like that, then then people will be um, uh, sort of um, stopping or, or moderating their buying. But but it, I, I think potatoes have, have actually done really well with a um, sort of a, not a recession or a, a cost of living crisis, as we call it here in the UK, um, that food inflation, that a lot of the restaurants will still want to put fries onto their um, onto their menus. And in some ways, give people more fries because you want to cut back and perhaps some of the perhaps more even more expensive um, ingredients and cut back on some of those, uh, you know, there's still very, really good value, um, things like French fries. Uh, uh, and so I think that is still so and that that's really sort of shows that there is that strength of the market, but it's getting to people to supply it. And I know um, it looks like you've had a better crop in the in the states and in Canada. You know, Canada's probably had its record crop this year. Um, that is that's an improvement, but still, that's not really kept up with the demand, uh, both for for new processing plants, but also uh, importantly the demand um, internally and externally on exports as well. And I think um, US is uh, would have been able to export more. Um, uh, uh, frozen pro- product if it had the uh, potatoes to, to make that product in the last year or so. Again, Cedric Porter join us here today. We're going to take a quick break to thank our friends at Syngenta. We'll be back right after this. Syngenta cares about potato producer productivity and offers a wide variety of seed treatment options protecting your investment from the beginning. Syngenta's all-liquid seed treatment Cruiser Max Vibrance Potato offers protection from harmful insect pests including Colorado potato beetle, green peach aphid, and leafhoppers. Additionally, Cruiser Max Vibrance Potato delivers immediate protection against fungal diseases. Contact your local retailer for information on Cruiser Max Vibrance Potato, Cruiser Max Potato Extreme, or Max MZ to find out what best fits your farm needs. Again, a big thank you to Syngenta for helping bring you the Eye on Potatoes podcast. So as we look at the conversation that we really continue to expand upon here in the United States, obviously uh, sustainability, uh, climate uh, conversations and agriculture, that is always that's always been a a topic. Uh, Trends usually come from Europe uh, to the United States in those conversations, I guess, is what I'm trying to, to get at. Uh, and w- with your work there in the UK and, and obviously seeing how uh, conversations go in the European Union, how is the climate and sustainability conversations impacting uh, the potato industry in, in, in your neck of the woods? But uh, uh, what are some things U.S. producers or Canadian producers should maybe be watching a little bit closely uh, based off their counterparts uh, across the Atlantic? Uh, yeah, I suppose I, th- I think, I mean, the, the actual climate um, impacts that we've seen uh, and what for, for whatever reason our last two or three years I mean that's hit everywhere you've had heat domes you've had um, big weather events as well so I suppose I mean that that is something that you know legislators uh, or whatever that or, or, or individual companies we've all seen that um, but I suppose I mean the, the, the European Union and UK now not being in the European Union, that's that's creates more of a uh, uh, some friction as well. Um, I suppose in some ways they're ahead of the game in terms of um, uh, looking at climate, but actually some of the I don't know if the balance is quite right. They've got a in the EU there's a system called Farm to Fork, 
uh, and they're wanting to, um, to 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 have some quite radical changes, including twenty five percent of their production as organic, a uh, a sort of fifty percent reduction in pesticide use, which is you know I think everyone wants to use pesticides less or use it better if they're using them and more effectively. But I think putting those sort of lines in the sand um, and a sort of an arbitrary, um, an arbitrary sort of a, uh, a, a oh, sorry, that's me. Uh, yeah, so putting an arbitrary um, line in the sand, if you like, I think that's uh, that's very difficult for, uh, and what is that really based on? And I think as we look at sustainability, if we can produce more effectively, as as you said, I'm a, the vice chairman of uh, something called Leaf Linking Environment and Farming. Uh, and that's very much about producing food more effectively using inputs, but using them much more effectively. Um, and and I think that's what we need to do because, you know, if we're, we're saving the planet for the long term and saving our place in the planet in the long term, but we have to be doing that in, in uh, at the same time as feeding ourselves now in the, in the short term. Um, and I think, you know, so a lot of what uh, the, is done in the States, I was in the States at a, on a farm visit earlier in the year. And actually what really struck me was, a uh, the the importance of the intergenerational element of farming in in the states. Lots of um, um, farming companies, farming farmers, you know, they're five, six, seven, eight generations, which is actually probably more than than you get in Europe in, in lots of cases. Uh, and I think that's sort of that passing it on to the next generation, or even the next two or three generations on beyond, that is really important to US farmers. Um, uh, and I think some of the um, environmental issues that we've had in the in the past, in the last 100 years, with dust bowls and things like that, I think, you know, that's in the sort of collective memory of farmers. Uh, and they realise that uh, their most precious asset is the soil, uh, and you have to treat that well. And if you don't treat it well, then then it's not going to deliver for you, uh, maybe even in the short term, but certainly not in the long term. And for yourself and, and being involved in, in potato production yourself, what do you enjoy, uh, maybe tying it back to Expo a little bit, uh, uh, seeing so many of your North American counterparts, what, what are some things that you take away back, back to the operation in the UK? Yeah, it's always some of the tech is, uh, uh, it's always inter interesting to see that tech and uh, some of the, uh, I mean, some of the scale of, of farming is, is larger uh, in the States. Uh, but I think it's that sort of attitude as well. And I think there's perhaps a, a little bit more positivity about farming in, uh, in, in the States and in Canada than there perhaps is in Europe. Um, they, uh, you know, the, the public perception of farming might be, uh, might be better. Uh, uh, and and the value of, of farming, I think, is is better as well. So it's sort of, and I suppose it's always that sort of can-do attitude, taking that back home. Um, you know, potatoes are a fantastic product. We all love potatoes. Uh, I, th I am a bit concerned that we're moving uh, away from table potatoes and some of the, you know, the goodness that are in those potatoes. So I think, you know, the, the, there's things that we need to be aware of. But but um, in terms of really good nutrition, but also in terms of climate change and things like the potatoes have a really good story to tell. And I think if we can tell that 
that joint story, if you like, whether you, we're European, North American, South American, African, Asian, or whatever, you know, I, th- I think if we can all sort of tell those stories together, we can always compete to, against each other. But but you know, if we can if we can um, highlight the uh, the power of the potato and, and the joys of potatoes, then I think that's you know that's 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 a really good message to be taking back from a international uh, event like Expo. Obviously, Cedric, uh, we've covered quite a bit in just this short period of time, and you will be presenting, as as we mentioned, to that uh, the first day of the Expo at the Potato Business Summit. But uh, you'll be about uh, for, for the two full days. Uh, what are some ways that folks that will be on the ground in Austin, how, how can they maybe connect with you and, and discuss uh, uh, issues on the global scale and just what you're watching there uh, uh, from the UK with the World Potato Market publication? Yeah, well, you should be. You'll, you'll be able to see me on the on the stage as well. Then, then just just come and grab me. Um, uh, I, I always like just uh, walking down the aisles and, and catching up with people, uh, and uh, it's a great way to to do that. And uh, you know, many many potato pals made over the years, uh, and uh, and and I think. And it's just having those sort of conversations. I always sort of find find the conversations you're having at lunch. You sit down with someone or um, uh, next to next to someone, uh, and you just uh, start uh, talking about the, your relationship to potatoes, their relationship to potatoes, where they farm, uh, what they do, and whatever. Uh, those sort of conversations are great. So, so if if you if you see a uh, a, a Brit who looks a bit uh, a bewildered Brit wandering around with a with a bearded a bearded bewildered Brit. Uh, then just come and grab me and, and, and talk spots. Overall, I guess, you know, you mentioned just being able to talk to people, look at that technology, but uh, uh, coming, uh, this will be your 10th time uh, coming to a Potato Expo. I, I guess, what are you looking forward to in particular being back there in Austin? Well, Austin is a great place anyway. I mean, there's, there's so much to see and do, and it's uh, and it's nice to have a bit warmer uh, that that time of the year as well. I know everyone likes to escape from the north down to down to the south and uh, and warm up a bit. Um, but uh, it, it's it's meeting people, it's it's seeing the food, it, it's I mean, there's lots of great fun things as well to do uh, within the expo. Um, you know, the cook-offs and uh, and uh, and all those sort of events. But um, and just meeting, you know. I know and there'll be there's there's always good music in Austin. That's uh, that's uh, that's a given, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, always uh, famous for Austin city limits and uh, fun going downtown there and uh, hitting up all those different bars. With again, a lot of good music, a lot of culture there in Austin, and again, a lot of potatoes coming up there for Potato Expo 2024. I, I'm, I'm trying to get used to saying 2024. That's always always a tough one when you're making that transition and it's not even 2024 yet. And I got to say that. So uh, at least I'm, I'm not calling it expo 23. We already had that one, Cedric, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll let you get back to your evening there uh, back home. But uh, just any last thoughts or comments you'd like to share before we uh, join you here in a few weeks down in Austin? Yeah, I just I'd say if anyone hasn't been to an expo before, then, uh, then really do consider it. And I think, also, it's it's not uh, just just in America. I, I I think it's really valuable for any Europeans uh, going as well. So if there's any Europeans out there, uh, do do consider it either this year or or, or next year. Um, and uh, I I would say it's you know two um, um, potato packed days uh, of seeing where the market is, seeing where the technology is, meeting up with people, uh, and giving a real sort of good boost for the start of the year to 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 you know kick your your year off in a, in a really good way 
Well, again, Cedric Porter joining us here today. He'll be joining attendees again, as I mentioned, at Potato Expo 2024. Get registered. It's January 10th through the 11th in Austin, Texas. Visit potato-expo.com for more. Uh, Cedric, we appreciate you joining us here today. Thank you very much. I look forward to seeing you in Texas. With that, friends, we look forward to seeing all of you as well down in Austin, Texas for Potato Expo. I'm Lane Nordland for the I'm Potatoes podcast. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the National Potato Council's Eye on Potatoes podcast with host Lane Nordland. For more information, visit nationalpotatocouncil.org and make sure to subscribe to the podcast today.